the regular season is over, and of course, the Mariners had to end it on a walk-off. That's Mariners baseball, baby. We'll discuss our favorite moments from the Mariners series victory over the Tigers. There were a lot of them. We also have start times for the wild card series, and we'll answer a couple questions about the aftermath of Jesse Winker's injury here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security with fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below and on the show today we have start times finally for the mariners wild card series with the blue jays we'll get you up to speed on those if you haven't seen them already probably have but in case you missed it get you uh, set on that we'll also tell you our favorite moments from the mariners final series of the regular season which <laughs> provided plenty of fun and uh, let's just say utterly hilarious moments and we'll also get into Jesse Winker's neck injury, which has unfortunately landed him on the 10-day injured list. A couple questions that stem from that that I want to ask Colby about. But uh, first, before we fully transition into playoff talk and all that good stuff, Colby, and even focus on the, the games that have happened over the last couple days, we need to do our duty here and uh, point and laugh at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who today lost again. Three to two to the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Shohei Otani has a another great start. Mike Trout hits a near 500 foot home run to the upper deck in center field at the Oakland Coliseum, and again they lose three to two. Go figure. Yeah. And yes, but at least they are. They have signed up for another year of leadership under the great Phil Nevin, um, the biggest moron in the history of professional baseball. Uh, but you know that's that's the kind of value you get out of your manager when you're the literal dumpster fire of the major leagues and nobody wants to work with you, despite having two generational talents and an owner who's willing to write blank checks seemingly at will. Granted, you know he's stupid too, so it's kind of you know what's the old saying about uh, letting the the clowns run the circus? Yeah, well. I, I'd call those guys clowns, but that would be disrespectful to all the hardworking clowns out there. Mm. Um, so you get what you deserve. Have fun, Donald. Angels, you're getting exactly what you deserve, and you better pray tonight and for the rest of the offseason that they take advantage of Shohei Otani and they trade him before mm. they get nothing. Yes. But the Angels would have to be smart to do that. And as I just said, they're the dumbest organization in baseball. It's not remotely close. Everything's up here, 50, free, 50 feet of you-know-what, mm-hmm. then 50 feet of concrete, mm-hmm. and then there's the angels who somehow keep digging below oh, everybody you, else. You missed another 100 feet of you-know-what after the concrete, and then the angels. They're real dumb. Real the, dumb. Donald, 
the Donald Washington of Major League Baseball, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Indeed. They Sorry don't. to the one person who lives in Donald Washington or three people. What was it that we found out was the population of Donald Washington? Like 43 or something like that. Yeah. They have a pretty good pizza place out there. That's what all yeah. it's it's next to a gas station. Of yes. Those are the only two buildings in town. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So now that we have done our duty, well, I mean, we also have to point here and literally laugh. Ha 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 at the angels. And uh, now we can move on to uh, bigger and better things. The Mariners take three or four from the Tigers. And of course, the first game in the series was uh, not not fun at all. It was poop. It was bad. Uh, we did not like it. We lost Sam Haggerty in that game as well, and that sucked. Uh, but the uh, the Mariners had a very fun doubleheader yesterday and another really fun, wacky game today. And Ty France walks today's game off, uh, beating a five-man infield on an opposite field single uh, to the win that game. The Mariners are now a 91 ball club. For the second year in a row, 90-72 and 72 is their final record for the regular season. But this time, they got more games to play, unlike last year. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but Colby, a five-man infield was probably like the eighth, ninth, tenth weirdest thing we saw over the last few days. And uh, we had a lot of fun watching it. And I think we need to start with the biggest moment of this series. Luis Torrens becoming the first position player in Mariners history to record a pitcher win in game one of yesterday's doubleheader. So, Colby, Luis Torrens or Shohei Otani? Who do you want? No, okay. But, I, well, I mean, has Shohei Otani ever caught a game 20 minutes after he recorded the final out of a game? It's true. It's a very I don't good think point. so. Now, but seriously... Luis Torrens in the bullpen this weekend? Dude was out there throwing 83. He was getting pop-ups. Yeah. He's got a cutter, according mm-hmm. to StatCast. Like, yeah. Uh, he's mixing it up a little bit. You know, threw a couple change-ups. Like, yeah, you know, it, it, nothing hard hit. A couple fly-outs, a couple of errors, and, and that was pretty much it. So, um, no, it's, you know, we we had heard that Scott was, you know, not going to put his best foot forward to win this game, win these games. And that meant that if necessary, they would have a position player pitch in, in a close game. Um, now, I mean, it doesn't get any closer than tied in the 10th inning. So why not bring in, uh, why not bring in Luis Torrens? And, and, you know, like he did his job, obviously he did his job, you know? Uh, so it was a lot of fun to see that. And it was even more fun to see the Mariners walk it off. And uh, just because, you know, again, these games meant literally nothing. They could not have meant less. And yet, you know, there they go. They they piece together a couple runs off of, you know, bad bullpen, and and they hand Luis Torrens a win in a game he'll never forget. Um, and then, of course, twenty minutes later, he's behind the plate, <laughs> catching uh, catching Justice Sheffield of all people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it was it was certainly it was certainly a like. The biggest sign that these games are the most meaningless probably in Mariners history since ever. Like by the way, they just could not they could not care less. 
real quick on the Justice Sheffield thing. <laughs> it was it was weird to watch Justice Sheffield pitching game 161 of the season and not feel like something had horribly gone wrong. Mm-hmm. It was kind of messing with me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and spoiler alert, he was not good. Uh, probably yeah. the last time we ever see Justice in a Mariners uniform. Uh, wish him well, but he's a pretty easy DFA candidate. Uh, just not ever going to work. I would honestly rather have Luis Torrens pitching in a playoff game than Justice Sheffield. Like, I'm not even trying to be mean. I think he, I think he'd have better luck than Sheffield would. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's not good when you're a pitcher and you get passive on the depth charts by the backup catcher, but that's the reality we're in so uh you know maybe maybe Luis can teach justice his uh his cutter and and maybe that's a way that he can you know find some value in his career but uh no it was a lot of fun yesterday was fun you know the mayor scored some runs too and that that's always nice and obviously you know trends on the bump and um you know julio had a uh had a pretty good game uh in game two or maybe it was game one on whatever either way Julio was out there. <laughs> That's the important part. Mm. Uh, you know, Mitch Haniger started starting to put things together, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. And then uh, obviously mm-hmm. hit another home run today. I think he had another single as well and a walk, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and like, there's so many things mm. that were crazy about Abraham Toro kicking the door down on the playoff roster discussion. You know, Sam Haggerty goes out and woe is us. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And Toro, Toro just goes out and, you know, casual, like, six or seven for nine uh this weekend or this week and home run like making some plays on the field and and yeah just like so like you don't need to i'm i am sam haggerty like it, it's she's so great Luis turin's making a great play at second base today like we haven't even yeah. talked about that and then he hit a home run like the next inning like yeah i it was it was the series of Luis turin's and abraham toro just like we all thought. So. I, I tweeted today that, you know, no matter what happens this weekend, we will always have the series of Abraham Toro and Luis Torrens. <laughs> we'll always have that. What an incredible series it was for both of these guys. Toro I told you was, Luis Torrens was good. I mean, you, you had a nailed two-way player, Luis Torrens. Mm-hmm. Better than Otani, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, <laughs> and Justin Sheffield. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, poor justice. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that sucks. Um we'll get a fresh start in Oakland. Now, the other thing that we need to talk about from this series is the fact that Scott Service exposed himself as a locked on Mariners listener. Colby, you have talked about on the show how you uh have been playing a simulation on MLB the show, uh, with the Mariners. And uh you uh, you were like six innings into a game and you realized I have Carlos Santana in right field and it worked. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I believe you mentioned it again on yesterday's show and last night in game two in the ninth inning, Carlos Santana is playing right field. Yes, that sir. is too random not to be. A sign from Scott Service that he listens to this show. So, hi Scott. We 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 know we're aware. We we got the message and we understand. And uh, good luck in Toronto. We love you. Thanks. So, 
we got start times for uh, this weekend's series. We're also going to talk about Jesse Winker's injury coming up here in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder of this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why I love it. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or you can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on mlb save 20 percent on your simply safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free visit simplysafe.com slash locked on mlb to learn more there is no safe like simply safe you're listening to the locked on mariners post game show thank you so much for making us your first listen after the regular season finale, that's right. The regular season is over. What do we do now? We're Mariners fans, right? This is it. This is the end of the season, right? There's there's no more baseball to be played. It's on to next year. It's on to Jerry season in the winter, right? Spring training, all that stuff. We're looking ahead. Wait, the Mariners play this weekend? Seriously? Well, there you go. So the Mariners are playing on Friday at 1.07 p.m., then again, up 1.07 p.m. on Saturday. And then, if necessary, on Sunday, 11.07 a.m. Now, that is tentative. It can change based on how many games are going to be played on Sunday. So, if a couple series go 2-0, I believe it can change to 4 uh, Pacific time or 1 Pacific time. There's a couple of different time slots that it can land in. So, that one, we don't know yet. But we know that the Mariners are going to be the second game each day on Friday and Saturday at 1.07 p.m. And, I mean, it's not great, but it's also not the morning game either, Colby. How do you feel about the start time? I feel like it worked out perfectly for you. Um, I mean, it's true. Also, congratulations on being like the millionth person to make that tired joke. Um, I know that you were working on that for... I, I practiced in the mirror. I looked Weeks. at myself. I pumped sure. myself up before the show. I spent like 20 minutes rehearsing and just looking at myself in the mirror like, you can do this. You can do this, Ty. You can see Time it. well wasted. Um, so <laughs> You're such I a mean, supportive co-host. I am. I am. I know. <laughs> uh, when people call, when people said, hey, are you Ty? I said no. So it's there true. you go. If people um, walk up to me in Toronto this week and they say, hey, Colby, I'm going to be like, how dare you? How dare you compare me to him of all, all right, people? Fine. Next time somebody calls me Ty, I'm just going to say the most messed up thing I can think of. Oh, see God. how that goes for you. Oh, um, don't try me. Uh, look, obviously it's not ideal, particularly the Friday game, but um, you know it's just the reality. There's just these time slots are are 
picked out because Major League Baseball doesn't want two games to overlap ever, which kind of understandable, but also eh, I don't I don't really get it, but whatever. Um, so yeah, the the uh, Friday game, you know, you'd want to be that four o'clock game our time. Uh, that would be ideal, but you know, it's it's prime time. They're going to give that to the uh, who is it? The Mets and the Padres? Is that what it is? That's the yeah, that's the four o'clock game. Yeah, so you know, Tampa and and Cleveland, I feel like got the slot that they deserve. So yeah, it, it, it's you know, it's not perfect. It's not what you like, but it's playoff baseball. So you figure it out. Um, this is where I think Major League Baseball should change their blackout restrictions and and uh, make the games available for free on online so that people who work, you know, at f- Friday at one o'clock in the afternoon can mm. watch their favorite team play baseball. So, uh, but it, you know, it is what it is. It's to be expected, more or less. Uh, you hope the Sunday game isn't necessary uh, for good reasons. Uh, but if it is, I would assume that the Mariners game will get moved to probably the one o'clock slot on Sunday if there is in fact one. It just doesn't feel like all these games are going to go to go to game three. I know Major League Baseball would like them to, mm. but I kind of doubt it will. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, overall, the the time slots, you'll, you'll figure out a way to watch. Um, and, you know, you... <laughs> Fingers crossed you go 2-0 uh, because, you know, playing at 11 a.m. Uh, in Toronto, uh, <laughs> not ideal, not ideal. Now on Sunday, let's just say if they uh, the Mariners have to play, there will be a lot of people watching the uh, Seahawks game on replay. I think it would be safe to uh, to assume yes. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so quick note although, on just the playoff. Although, oh, okay. Uh, Sunday's game, if they do play it, will be on ABC, mm. apparently. So, oh, yeah, we, we should mention that. So, so, ESPN uh, and ESPN again on Friday and Saturday, then mm-hmm. ABC on Sunday, uh, for those of you yes. that are interested in watching. And uh, Root Sports is not carrying the, the games, nope. uh, it's all just the national broadcast. And so, uh, the, the only way that you can get, you know, Mariner, Mariner-centric broadcast is via the radio on uh, 710. Right. Is it going to be um, on 710 or yeah. w- what's going on with the Seahawks game? Sunday? Uh, I don't know about Sunday, but Friday, Saturday game will be yeah. on 710. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be Riz and Blowers for all three games. And then Dave Sims will join the booth on Saturday's game as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. All right. So uh, a couple notes on the series and how things are going to go here on Locked On Mariners. We're going to be doing kind of a preview tomorrow. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Corbin Smith of Locked On Seahawks, who is unfortunately a Blue Jays fan, join us for a quick Surprising nobody. <laughs> and uh, so Friday, we'll see we're, We'll see if we're going to do a, a crossover or something like that with Locked On Blue Jays or, or, or something. That might come out Friday morning. We'll see. We'll, that's just kind of um up in the up, air right now yeah, it's just kind of up in the air we don't know uh but friday saturday at least because i am going to the games Q colby calling me selfish in three two one colby there hoser okay yeah that's me so uh, we will be doing the post game shows, uh, of course, like we always do. Uh, we're gonna be doing them for for all of these games. Uh, the thing is, though, they're probably not gonna come out until about 
three-ish hours, four hours maybe after the game because it's going to take me about an hour and a half to two hours to get all the way back home uh, and get set up and everything from the ballpark, uh, depending on train schedules mm-hmm. and how busy it is. But generally. I'm pretty sure Ty's agreed to do a Twitter space at the ballpark pregame. So there you go, guys. Good job, Ty. I'm, I'm Going the I extra could. mile. I could. Going the extra mile. So there I could. You go. If, if people are interested in doing that, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I don't know how long I yes. could do it. Also, Ty will put his address down in the description below if you guys mm. want to come by after, before, and after the game, and you know, tie one off. Maybe get a double double down at uh, Timmy's. At Timmy's, yeah, some yeah. Timbits. Have some Labats or whatever some, they're called. Some Labats, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. get some Labats. Yeah, yeah. listen to Brian go. Adams. You guys, and you guys can have some fun. Yep. You know, I'm more of a Celine Dion person myself, but Brian sure. Adams is good. Sure, <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Some, some Ann Murray, some Beebs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could throw some Beebs in there. That's fine. Yeah. As long as you know I, you I, play some Springsteen to balance it out. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was I, I was thinking of uh, of singing a part of a Justin Bieber song, but then I was like, "There's definitely going to be like a DMCA oh. thing that gets placed on our yeah, video." Exactly. So the, yeah, no, no, we're we're not even going to risk it there. Don't All even right. say song titles, Ty. Yeah, yeah. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. I like where our channel is at right now. I want to keep it that way. So, uh, so yeah. So that's uh, kind of the plan this weekend. Uh, so we'll have post game shows just to reiterate, we will have post game shows. They just won't be out immediately after the game. It'll be a couple hours at least. All right. So now that we have that out of the way, let's get on to our last, uh, bit of news that we want to go over here. Uh, Jesse Winker, unfortunately landing on the 10 day injured list, uh, this morning, Taylor Chamel gets called up for his roster spot. Uh, Winker has a neck issue. It's a disc issue in his neck uh, that would essentially keep him out at the earliest uh, or for his return would be the earliest at like game five of the ALDS Uh, so and with it being a disc issue it's probably going to be something that takes him a longer time to get back from it might keep him out for the whole season we don't or for the whole playoffs don't know Uh, but there's a couple of questions that that stem from this, Colby, that I want to ask you. Uh, the first one being just kind of how this impacts the the playoff roster. And of course, on tomorrow's preview that we're going to be recording, we'll get more into the playoff roster and all that. The roster honestly might be finalized by that point and uh, announced. Um, but how do you think the the Winker injury impacts how the Mariners will uh, put this thing together for the wild card series? Yeah, it's, it's a bit tough. Um, you know, it's worth noting uh, that uh, Jared Kelnick did go into the game today, so it seems like he's probably okay. Uh, it, it's also worth noting that they think Dylan Moore is going to be okay for the weekend. He didn't play today. Um, so there's some other, you know, injuries up in the air that might dictate this thing even further. Um, in terms of Winker, it's, it's really interesting because – what we've heard so far is that Scott, both Scott and Jerry have said that they're probably going to go with a lot fewer pitchers than they have in the regular season. Uh, obviously they only need to carry three starters. I assume they'll, they'll carry four everybody, but Marco. Uh, and then they've talked about maybe only going with a, you know, 10 man pitching staff and an 11 man pitching staff. Obviously that means, you know, 15 position players and, and, you know, it's six man bench. And we know that Santana, is either in the lineup or on the bench. We know that they're going to carry. Feels like Terenz is definitely on this team. Kelnick's definitely on the team. Uh, Casali's definitely. I think they're going to carry three catchers. 
Um, and then Dylan Moore, if he's healthy, there's four. So you still have two spots. One of those would be Winker, but he's hurt. One of those would be Haggerty, and he's hurt. So you kind of need two spots right now. Uh, do they just carry the extra arm? Is that that's possible? They could do that. Um, because when you look at offensive players that they might bring along with them, there's really none that bring tremendous value to you off the bench. Uh, Taylor Trammell, you can't trust him to hit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's basically defense only uh, in the outfield. Uh, and Abraham Toro, you know, as much fun as we had watching him hit this series, you trust giving him an at-bat in a, in a crucial situation in the playoffs? Probably not. Uh, and So he's pretty much just, you know, emergency third base defense, I guess, if Geno hurts his finger or, or maybe a pinch running opportunity. So, yeah, you're kind of in this weird spot. I think ultimately what they'll do is they'll bring an extra arm. And instead of the plan of going with 15 position players and 11 pitchers, I think it'll be 12 and and 14. Uh, I think they'll bring Toro with them. Uh, So I think it's going to be Terenz, Casale, Toro. um, I mean, I guess Kelnick's your left fielder now, so Dylan Moore. Um, And then Santana would mm-hmm. be my guess for the other bench guy. So I think that's just what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to carry an extra arm. So maybe that means Diego Castillo gets in. Um, he's been better his last few outings. You don't feel great about it, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do think that the Haggerty and uh, Winker injuries, and Winker's not coming back until at least the CS if you get there, and Haggerty's out for the postseason. So yeah, those two spots, I, I think, you know, Kelnick was probably going to make it anyways. He, he he's in now for sure. So I, I think, I think today's roster minus uh, Marco and Flexen is probably the probably about right what it's going to look like. Any chance that they consider they could consider Jonathan VR? Who I don't think VR do- was in the organization on September first. He wasn't on. The don't organiz- re- he wasn't in. The I don't remember when he signed. He I thought he finished the year. Well, can they use the Winker and Haggerty injuries as their argument for the exception, though? Well, the exception only applies to players yeah, but who were already was. in your organization by uh, September 1st. I thought he signed on, like, the 4th or something like that. Mm-mm. No, he, no, he's been with the organization well past September. Mm. You sure? He, yeah, here, let me look. He played his first game. Uh, this is great radio, by the way. Uh, he played his first game with the Rainiers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was August first. It was August first. Yeah, so yeah, he signed on the first. So, okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. He's obviously a guy. I think he's got some playoff experience. He can switch it. You know, play a couple different positions. Like I'm totally fine with that. You know, I'm a a big Jonathan VR guy. Uh, didn't have a great year this year, but. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I also think they might consider Mason McCoy, uh, mm-hmm. but I think those are just Dylan Moore hedges. And, you know, the the issue, the way Moore really hurts is that against lefties, and, and granted Toronto, I think they're probably going to carry one lefty. So not not a huge deal, but against lefties, Dylan Moore is a much better option than Kelnick. Um, and obviously, you know, Dylan Moore can, can play all over. So. You really want him to be healthy. If he's not, then they might consider Jonathan VR. They might consider Mason McCoy. Uh, they might consider Mejia. I believe he is in the Arizona. Uh, but I do think it's interesting that the Mariners didn't ask uh, VR to hang around in Arizona uh, with Mejia and McCoy and, and O'Keefe sure. and, and all those guys. So 
it feels like they don't want to call him up, um, but we'll see. You know, it, it's a lot has happened in the last 48 hours, 72 hours that have made what once looked like an obvious playoff uh, roster set in stone now has a couple of open spots to fill and, and not that many qualified guys to fill them. Mm-hmm. All right. So additionally, this is more of a broad question and looking ahead beyond the postseason. Has Jesse Winker played his last game in a Mariners uniform? Yes. Mm. Yes. There's scenario where the answer is no. Uh, and that includes basically building a 26-man roster that doesn't include Winker, but he's stuck around throughout the offseason because you've been trying to trade him and you can't find anybody. And you get to spring training and you go, well, well you know, might as well see if Winker can hit. And if he can, then he can DH. We, we can play him in left field once or twice a week if we have to, but he can DH a lot and, and kind of, you know, have that role. Um, so there, there's a path where he's he's back because he is under contract for next year. He's not, they can't non-tender him. He has a contract for next year. Um, so there's definitely a path where he is there, but I think they're going to do everything in their power to move on. Uh, and I think they're even going to accept what, you know, on the surface is going to look like a, a bad trade. Because he's just not a fit. It, it's you know, it's the the square peg in a round hole or whatever it is. So it, it's just one of those things where you know, is there a possibility that he can come back and you can find a, a role for him on this team and and he actually returns to form and he's this great play, this great hitter again? Yeah, that that exists. I just don't think it's likely, um, and I don't think the Mariners are going to want to wait around and hope that that's the winker they get. Um, I don't think they're just. I don't think they'll just DFA him. So if they can't find a trade partner this winter, and I think they, they'll take 25 cents on the dollar for Jesse Winker. But if they can't find a trade partner this year, I could or this winter, I could definitely see them just being like, yeah, you know, let's give it spring training and let's at least see what he looks like in spring training. And if he looks bad and, and all that stuff, then we can just DFA him. But I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're just gonna wash their hands of him for nothing until, you know, late March at the earliest. So there's definitely a path for him to get back on, but I would say yes, he's he's probably on a different team next year. Yeah, I just I I can't see a fit here. Just going with what my expectations of the off season are, what my expectations are going to be heading into the into the off season. I just I think this team is going to really champion athleticism uh, and getting more athletic in the outfield um, and keeping the DH spot open. So they can rotate guys through there because that's how they've, you know, wanted to operate for for a while now. And Jesse hasn't done anything to uh, earn a guaranteed DH role. Ty, whoa, <laughs> what? So we we might have just learned the name of a dark horse to replace Jesse Winker on the playoff roster here. In the Mariners clubhouse and traveling with the team to Toronto, outfield prospect Cade Marlowe. He is oh. he is traveling. Yes, he's going. He's right now. He's a taxi squad. He has not been added to the roster. Uh, Daniel Kramer says it's just taxi squad, but he has been in Arizona, and the team obviously thinks thinks he might be able to hit a little bit more than than uh, Tramel, and he's actually a pretty good athlete and pretty good defender in a corner if i remember correctly so <laughs> it is possible it is possible that taylor Trammell doesn't make the the team and kate marlo does and he makes his debut in the playoffs i'd call it highly unlikely but marlo is traveling to the uh to toronto 
and he won't be the only one. I'm sure Mason McCoy will probably go. I'm sure Brian O'Keefe will probably go because, you know, if a guy gets hurt, you can put, you can remove him from your roster, but you want his replacement right there sitting next to you. Obviously yeah. you don't want to wait for Brian O'Keefe to hop on a plane. Uh, and also, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe we can go over this tomorrow. Some more playoff rules. You can't replace a pitcher with a, with an offensive player. So once yeah. you set the roster, you have to replace pitcher with pitcher or offensive player with offensive player. So yes, as Ty is, is dreaming now of catching Cade Marlowe's first home run in the 500 <laughs> section behind home plate. I don't think that'll Oh, work. you're behind home plate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm behind home plate. <laughs> That'd be impressive. <laughs> Straight off the center field wall, all the way back, <laughs> all the way back. I wonder how much a hotel, one of those hotel rooms in the ballpark is going for this weekend. Dur- uh, during the playoffs? I mean, during just like a regular season game, like a random regular season game in April or May, it's like two grand <laughs> for like, because they have like that Budweiser suite that's there. It's like Budweiser themed and all that. Nobody and it's cares. like, it's like um, 2,500 bucks. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, Cade Marlowe, by the way, real fast this year, 25 years old, uh, outfielder, left handed hitter. Uh, in double A, he hits uh, 291, 380, 483. Um, 10% walk rate, 25.7% K rate, not great, uh, not terrible. 20 home runs, 36 stolen bases. There's some base running ability here. Uh, got called up to AAA for a couple weeks there. Um, the overall numbers were fine in AAA 250, 350, 519. Uh, he actually hit three home runs and 60 plate appearances and stole six bags. Uh, 12% walk rate as well. The uh, the issue there in AAA was a 38% strikeout rate. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's there's some. I feel dumb here. for not thinking about this. <laughs> well, it just it's so far out of left field. And I remember, I, re- I think I remember tweeting about this when Marlowe got called up really late. Like it was literally the mm-hmm. last week before he got called up to AAA. I remember thinking like, why would you do that unless? Are you thinking about calling him up instead of Kelnick or something like that? Like, I, I thought that was weird. So, again, I think the overwhelming odds are Taylor Trammell makes this team <clears throat> and Marlowe is literally just there in case, you know, Kelnick gets or any outfielder gets hurt. I really think that's what's going to happen. But, you know, if maybe if Dylan Moore can't play in this round because of his wrist, maybe it's Cade Marlowe. I mean, and and they just kind of roll without the, the backup utility infielder. So, um, Marlowe, again, just real fast, line drive approach, kind of slashes the ball around, has good speed, and he's a good base runner as well. Um, I would say probably average defense in a corner. He can fake it in center field if you really need him to, but you want him playing left field, and and you know you want him just slap, slapping line drives around the ballpark and, and maybe using his speed to create a little bit of havoc. And we talked about, you know, where's the speed going to come from off the bench? Yeah. Cade Marlowe. It's Marlowe. So, yeah, 42 Mar- steals. This yeah, by the way, Marlowe is not Sam Haggerty. I just want to make that clear. Like, no. he is not that fast. He is probably a 60 grade runner, and Haggerty is probably 70. But there is base running skills there. So we'll see. You know, I, I know we were about to get out of here on the nice, tidy 30 minutes, but, you know, I figured that was worth mentioning on the show. Uh, and how about what if we see 25 year old Cade Marlowe make his major league debut in the playoffs? Wow. We've been talking about, like, who's the postseason hero? Cade Marlowe. Cade Marlowe. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh man, I want to see that. I want to see that. And I think that's I, I'd I think rather that's really not. I I I well, I think he might be able to give you an element that you're just sorely lacking right now, which is again some speed. 
And so even if he's like Terrence Gore for a day, and obviously he's not Terrence Gore, <laughs> but like, you know, but if he's like, you know, he's just a designated pinch runner for you in this series, then so be it. You could use that. You need to get more athletic and anything that can add some athleticism to your roster, I think is, is welcome. So honestly, like, who, what would you rather have? A third catcher or maybe some speed? Maybe a guy that can sell you a base in the eighth or ninth inning? Well, the nice thing about Luis Torrens is that he can also pitch in a pinch so <laughs> and play second base. It's true. So, I mean, it's true, as we established today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if Marlo do, if they did take Marlo or if they did put him on the roster, it would be for Taylor Trammell. Um, mm-hmm. He's just a better bet to hit than Trammell right now, but Trammell's probably a better defender, and, and the base running is probably a wash. So. Mm. Kind of what, uh, kind of what, whatever they think they need for the week, and I, I do think this is also uh, related to Dylan Moore in some way. So, sure, we'll see. Like I said, the only one we know so far is that Cade Marlowe is there again. I am assuming that Brian O'Keefe is probably also making the trip on the taxi squad, and I would assume Mason McCoy or uh, Eric Mejia is probably the other one. So. Mm-hmm. That, those are my guesses. I'm, I'm not reporting that they're also going, but Cade Marlowe is there. I would assume that there's also um, maybe a pitcher also going with the team. So teams can carry, you know, I think up to 30 players in the dugout for each of these games, but obviously only 26 are active. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of the – so Flexen will be with the team. Marco will be with the team. They just won't be active, we're assuming. Mm-hmm. Playoff baseball. We're actually talking about it. We're actually experiencing <laughs> it. It's weird. There are weird rules. I am learning on the fly. We're all learning on the fly. It's going to be a very interesting uh, next few days, folks. I uh, yeah, like Col- like Colby. I don't know what to do with my hands. So we're all going to learn together. We're all going to experience this together, and we're going to start tomorrow with our preview of the uh, Mariners and Blue Jays. Wild card series in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Batnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez, the hoser. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.